This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Skybreeze Extra podcast, kindly sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. Dina here once again in the hot seat alongside the Ben Sheaf and Gus Hamer of the podcasting world, Andy and Dave. Chaps, how are we? Good, thanks, Dina. How are you, mate? Good, mate. All the better for for that great result yesterday. Uh, It capped off a brilliant week for the Sky Blues, obviously. Six points out of six and two brilliant performances to, to go with it. Uh, let's get your overall thoughts and of the week, Andy. Uh, let's start with you. Yeah, obviously last week uh, I was, we were on the pod saying how frustrating it was, and but this week was the polar opposite, wasn't it, Dean? It was uh, a fantastic week to be a Sky Blues fan. Um, six points out of six. Can't really complain. Decent away win, uh, clean sheet to boot, and uh, a fabulous win last minute, or shall we say stoppage time winner again. Uh, <clears throat> yesterday so no fantastic week to be a sky blues fan d yeah it's not often we get two wins and two good performances dave is it no exactly i mean we've we've really really hit the ground running haven't we to start off with this season it's absolutely amazing um gutted to have missed tuesday night to think that i was talking about perhaps not going yesterday um just because it felt one of those games that might just be one that you know you, you could miss out but it's it's absolute madness to be thinking that and i'm I'm so glad that one I went and two didn't have to be scurrying off for a train. Um, I get there's there's must have been so many people gutted that they missed, um, you know that that goal. There'll be some for sure that wanted to get out of the car park a little bit earlier and 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 let that be a lesson to them. I can't believe the amount of people that were actually leaving at 90 minutes, especially what happened in, after the Forest game. What yeah, they think? No, it's incredible, isn't it? It's just I don't see I don't you spend all that time travelling to get to go and watch a 90 minute game um same for me with with you know beers down at half time especially now you know that's that's something that they're i'm sure they're looking to resolve and it's probably a bit out of their hands but yeah you know we were a knock on the door weren't we see leaving at 35 minutes to to try and grab a a beer or a pie and i think you know you're traveling all that way for 90 minutes and uh it just seems like a bit of a a silly thing to do so um but I, I understand it's a day out for people. Um, but yeah, anyone left yesterday will be, will be absolutely gutted because it was just, uh, I, you know, I've not, well, I suppose Forest, but still it seemed even bigger than that, to be honest. Um, the noise then that, that, you know, winner went in, it was it was incredible and, and lovely to be a part of. Let's talk about this start then because it's the best start we've made to a season since the, the Tony Mowbray days back in, I think it was 2016 or 2017 where we won the, the first three games. It's nine points from a possible 12. Perhaps probably should have been maximum if we if we think about that that loss at Barnsley. Is that more than what we, we could have asked for, Andy, from the start? 
Yeah, I just think there's been a change this season, Dean. I think that we are playing more front-footed football, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, we I was about to, to be... say, actually, it feels like a, there's a be, being a bit of an identity being built. Yeah, I think that we, we seem to be dominating teams more this season than we did last season. You know, stats page, stats, we'll go into them, obviously, soon. But we're just outplaying teams. We're playing people on the front foot. We're creating no more, loads more chances than we did last season. And we just look completely more comfortable in this league. And um, yeah, so, and to be honest with you, we should have really had 12 out of 12 points, Dean. Yeah, I think someone blasted me over socials from the air. Shock. From the, yeah, from the air. Not be the, won't be the first, and it definitely won't be the last, Dean. So I, I predicted 12 points from the first mm. four. Yeah, and I, I was absolutely lambasted on, yeah, on socials I can about imagine. it. I and I'm sure I was one of them. <laughs> yeah, p- probably was, yeah. Under uh, uh, one of those uh, false accounts you yeah, probably got. Yeah. Yeah. Are, yeah, you, are you actually Cov017964? No, mine ends with a nine at the end. Oh, uh, okay. I'll keep an eye on that one. That's another one to block. But yeah, I was absolutely gunned for. Um, and, you know, a bit of humble pie, effectively. Um I think we should have 12. I really yeah, do after that round. Should, definitely. But I think it's it's a great start, isn't it? It's fantastic. I'm not sure the teams that we've played will, will be pulling up any trees this, this season. Um, and, you know, that's probably the only, neg- not negative from, from me, but I think that's the only, you know, it's a bit of a reality check. Um, but, you know, what a big test we've got coming up, which I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about later. But, yeah, I mean, you, it couldn't have been better, could it? We're, we're unlucky not to have... Uh, secured all three points at, at Barnsley and we're very unlucky to, to walk away with nothing really from, from that but on another day that, that would have gone in you would have picked up a draw and probably felt a bit you know upset with it so I, I think I think it's been an absolutely fantastic and I, I agree with Andy you know the it, it, the momentum isn't it it seems to be carrying them through performances and a lot of their you know the opposition's players have been dead on their feet after sort of 75-80 and we're still completely full of running and, and that's showing, I think, towards the end, you know, the embers of the games. I think the the momentum is absolutely key and the never say die attitude. And that's not saying that we're we're shooing for a promotion push here, but mm. you've got to keep those good vibes going, haven't we? Um, yeah, it's worth it's worth a hell of a lot of points in a season, isn't it? There's a lot of teams that could be fantastic individuals. Um, we've seen it last season. They've got, you know, really great players. Bournemouth, you know, for one, but down in the dumps at times, didn't have the character, did they, to to pull off the the results? And ultimately, that's why they're still still with us this season. Um, I think that individual wise, they had more than enough talent to get out of the league last season. But when you look at it, it's you know momentum and team morale and and, and playing for each other goes a real long way. And they're the points teams like us need to be picking up. You know, they're the extra points that teams like us squeeze out of a season because of you know that morale and momentum. Absolutely. Right, let's let's crack on because we've got two games to, to look back on in a bit of detail. Action packed pod in store for the listeners this evening. So so let's get on with it. Uh we'll start with the Blackpool game. Andy, time for the stats. Yeah, good stats from an away performance, Dean. Um 51.6% uh, possession to us. Um we had 19 shots compared to their 12 and five on target. So that's a hell of a lot of shots away from home, isn't it? 19. Yeah. I know the five on target's not particularly great, but I was watching Chelsea, uh, well, the Arsenal-Chelsea game earlier, and they had, I think, 22 shots on target against Arsenal, and they had five on five on target. So when they completely dominated the game. So not too bad away from home. Uh, 428 passes compared to their 399. So again, it shows that we were more dominant on the ball than them. Uh, and defensively, um, we won 25 more aerial duels compared to their 15. So we were good in the air at the back as well, Dean. Absolutely. And let's talk about uh, the lineup because there was a change at the back. Clark Salter mm. was brought in to the team. Um, but it was, there was a little bit of confusion because... A lot of play, a lot of people didn't expect to play with with this box formation, uh, Dave. So, what what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I I must admit, I thought after the start we'd had, it was um, it, it looked on paper a bit negative, um, and I I was I was one, you know, I've, I've you know, it's there, it's black and white. I won't delete it. There's two hundred odd characters of me saying that I think we've we've got it wrong. And which and account been, was this under? Though? The one ending <laughs> in nine, or and that's been that's been quote tweeted quite a lot. But I still I still stick by that. To be honest, I still think um, 
that we hit them down the wings and I still think we probably would have got just the same result with, with two up top but not to take anything away from you know the marvellous Mark Robbins it, it was a masterclass in, in midfield but a, you know big surprise like you say with Alan coming in um, but it definitely definitely did the job um, and I think people have probably rubbished Clark Salter's debut a little bit but I, I thought he looked pretty comfortable and gives us that natural bounce on the left side and he's he's definitely a you know huge asset and will be this this season so yeah happy with the lineup thought we probably should have been two up top but you know it was uh worked out to be to be a, a really good um formation from mark robbins do you think uh robbins selected this because it's hap- it happened to us last season as a, as a newly promoted team we were overrunning midfield so many times do you think he's he was thinking that the same could happen to, to blackpool in this game yeah, I mean, look, surely he's done his homework and, and maybe there's a few, you know, older legs in there with, with Keogh, isn't it, and, and bits like that. And maybe he just thought by having that O'Hare, having that more free space and, and Alan doing a bit more work. And the press, I think, was more of it, putting them under a lot of pressure. And, and that helps, doesn't it, when you've got Alan and O'Hare who buzz around, they've just got bags of energy. And, and maybe that's what he was thinking. Um, but it definitely showed. Um, having that extra man in the middle. Absolutely. And straight from the off, we, we looked up for it, didn't we? Uh, really bright attacking play. Pressure was good. And you could see the game plan really was to to get at Richard Keogh, get off his shoulder. And there's a couple of really, really good opportunities for Kyle Carres, wasn't there, Andy, including hitting the post again. Yeah, brilliant ball by Cal. Um, fantastic settled play by Cal O'Hare. I think Robbins and Aidley would have identified as Richard Keogh is one of the weak links. I think he's not getting any younger, is he? Uh, not very mobile these days. And those balls down the side that Cal can put through, I think they would have identified at the start of the game regarding that weakness for them. Um, good play by Gokares, Big Vic, you know, Ralph uh, Keogh. And he was unlucky not to score. Um, just hit the outside of the post, didn't he, Dean? Um, mm. But showed confidence by taking it, you know, first time, didn't he? So, yeah, yeah decent effort, decent play. Bit unlucky not to score. And another, another one that's perhaps been on the unlucky side of things is, has been Callum O'Hare. And I, I feel like we talk about this every single week, but he had a glorious chance to need to, to open his account for the season. Again, those those three balls playing the line, uh, through the through the lines to to, to Garcarez and his cutback found Callum, but couldn't get his shot on target. It was kind of deja vu, Andy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Brilliant again play from Vic. You know, as, as Robin said in his in his post-match uh, interview, he said that was probably one of the best centre-forward displays he's ever seen. So that shows how well Vic played on the night. He ran down the sides, um, held the ball up in on the uh, bar line, played it back to Cal. And unfortunately, again with Cal, just a rash finish, wasn't it? Just no composure really there. All he had to do was settle himself and the strike was pretty weak, wasn't it? Um, and it scooed off behind the goal, really. So just needs that calmness in front of goal and just hope that comes in the coming weeks. So, um, but yeah, great play by Vic there. But it's not for, for the lack of trying. I was looking at the stats. O'Hare yeah. averaging 3.8 shots per game and that's only behind yeah. Alexandra Mitrovic's 4.3 okay. in the whole of the division. Um, yeah. And a, another note, Garcares is is alongside O'Hare there. So yeah. the more the more the more he tries, surely one of them's going to go in. It feels like you know it's got to come off someone's ass to and go in. Just, but... Yeah, perhaps that, or it just needs a bit of composure. That's all, Dean. It's not it's not anything. You know, the shots he's having, like they're on he had target one... though, aren't they? As well, it's not like they're high, wide, and handsome. They're on they're on target. He had one against Barnes there. It was opening, uh, if you remember, Dave, and that was scooed wide. And he just yeah. needs that bit of composure, mate. And you know, you know, he needs. Do you to... think he does so much before he gets in that position that he's almost like, too just... tired? Too yeah, tired. I know it sounds silly, but like you know, it's so <laughs> momentous the way he it's a brain he, fart sort of... when he gets there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Probably, you know, but Kyle Walker fart. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. <laughs> come yeah i'm sure it will it, it would be working you know you know he's not silly is he he knows that what his weaknesses in his games you know robbins and ad will know what weaknesses is and he'd be working hard on the training ground no doubt and and like i say that finishing touch for him is is the end game isn't it because if he starts scoring goals then he plays in the premier league yeah we have a problem at that point yeah a major major issue big time because everything else about his game is absolutely 10 out of 10 absolutely um you talked about sort of one of the dangerous things uh, during the game, set pieces were a key aspect of that last season. And I felt like every corner in this game as well, we, we seemed to cause Blackpool problems, didn't we? It was, 
it was crazy. It was just a shame that we, we couldn't find the back of the net on one of them, but deliveries from Hamer and Matson were were off the off the scale, weren't they, Dave? Yeah, I mean, throughout the year supporting Coventry, generally I've just been free kicks, corners, pretty much may as well look away. I don't know, I just feel <laughs> that we've never really done anything from from that or, you know, especially corners. Um but Hamer, I mean, it is on the money, isn't it? And it was this weekend and it was certainly was against Blackpool right under the crossbar really yeah. fizzes it and whips it in and it's just so so dangerous and I'm thinking if he does that all season we're going to see a few go in just by you know defenders and they'll be aware of that you know now there'll be there'll be teams watching tapes because I mean he did it what four or five times did he did he at Blackpool? Right on the keeper's chin yeah completely under the crossbar and I just think that's you know if there's if there's a way teams now looking at that they're they'll be dissecting and pick, picking that apart and they'll be you know the defenders will almost be worried or, or nervous and when that happens they crowd the you know crowd the keeper he won't be able to see it, it's going to cause problems but it's it's absolutely superb spot on and you know he is amazing from a dead ball situation we've seen it so many times and yeah those those corners were just incredible and, and Matson to chip in to boot as well but mm. Hamer is is superb technique and you think with our three centre-halves and, and Gorokarez, actually, and Ben Sheaf, you know, these are really tall fellas. It seems like a recipe for success at some point. And once you get one, you t- kind of think, we're going to get two, we're going to get three. A bit like the early early part of last season when we seemed to have real threats from, from set pieces. Yeah, 100%. 100% agree. So we've talked about some of the positive play. What about the... The, the dodgy stuff at, at times at the back. Um, and if not for some poor finishing, I think we probably could have found ourselves down against a run of play. Um, is that a concern, Andy, that we, we seemingly switch off at times at the back? Um, yes and no. I think away from home, the away teams are always going to have a bit of the ball, aren't they? They're always going to have a few opportunities. Um, it was a bit concerned how the ball just kept on going in behind the defence and they kept on getting in. I think that was a little bit concerning. We showed him a little bit of lack of pace. And I think Clark Salter a couple of times were at fault. I don't know whether he's not, wasn't up to speed because it was his first game with the lads. So he probably not used to playing with them. And it showed a little bit, I thought. Um, but, you know, away from home, you don't have it all your own way. And, and that's why you've got a good goalkeeper, haven't you? Because those big saves gets you bigger weight points. Absolutely, yeah. Simon Moore's been a, a breath of fresh air, that's, that's for sure. Um, I don't think we've really praised him enough, to be honest. I, I mean, not just in this game, but for what he's brought to the team overall this season. Andy, I know you've got you know, mm. a goalkeeper. You were a goalkeeper in, in, oh, a, in a past yeah. life, uh, yeah. shall we in say. In a future life. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming back. Strapping up yeah, coming back. Yeah, the six aside gloves back on, Dean. Yeah, he, he, he is. smashed. He smashed the uh, in in case of emergency. Break this. The gloves yeah. are behind yeah. behind the glass. He smashed the glass. And he's coming yeah. back out. Fantastic. Yeah, well, I'd love to see it. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah what, what's your thoughts thoughts on on Simon Moore? Because I I I feel like. He's a real big presence now in the, in the heart of that defence. He is, and he does things really well. It's like, even moving quickly forward to yesterday's game, he made a fantastic save from a, a decent shot from 25 yards out. Nothing spectacular, but he, he seems to me like very David Seamanek's, very safe. Do you know what I mean? Nothing spectacular, the basics, but right. just the basics really well. Comes and collects the ball, takes the pressure off the back four. Any saves that... You know, he, he does. He does it without any fuss, any ferrat tricks. He's not catching the ball in the top corner looking for the cameras. He's just doing everything that's expected of him. And he makes. And the thing about a good goalkeeper is that he makes big saves at big times. And um, Simon has been absolutely a breath of fresh air, like you said, Dean, and I've been so impressed with him. You feel like he's made four or five game-changing yeah. saves, hasn't he? And that's what good goalkeepers do, Dean. That's I think that's it's it's been a brilliant signing. Hopefully he can continue in that in that vein of form because we're we're definitely going to need him at, at certain parts of the season. Uh, let's talk about the goal, um, the hand of Goke, as some people were, were suggested before the the slow mo replays showed it came off Victor's grill. Uh, a lovely move, wasn't it? Hamer's one touch pass was just unbelievable out to Dabo. Uh, a lovely ball from Dabo in the end, and, and Victor in the right place at the right time to to get us one nil up just before half time but it was a, it was a lovely move dave wasn't it yeah no of course and it was coming wasn't it we were you know we were torturing them down the down the flanks really or in behind with with Jokerez. and this was no different really great you know great football 
the vision of of um, Hamer to to spot Dabo was just superb and weighted completely right and great cross. You know, it's what what we've missed from from Dabo at times. I think um, when he was out last season, superb cross, fizzed in. You know, at pace. Defenders are scrambling, and yeah, it's come right off his boat race, isn't it? It, it looked like it was a handball. We don't really care how it goes in. At that point, it was just relief that it, it, you know we'd we'd make the net bulge because we were so on top at that time, and yeah. we've got to make that tell. And I think that's what we perhaps haven't done at times. And and yeah, it's great to see Jokeres again in the goals. It, he must be absolutely flying on confidence, and I think that shows the way he seems to sort of muster up that last bit of energy. You know, even yesterday. He was just looked out on his feet, but he musters up that energy from the crowd and and just from his performances, and knows that it only takes something from him to to make something happen. Superb, um, superb all round goal, really. And just they couldn't handle uh, Dabo and and, and Matson um, all, all all night and and showed there, didn't it? And great character from Vic as well. I think after you know the disappointment of of missing that penalty, bit of you know. Put, Unjust criticism, shall we say, from from that from that Barnsley game. So it looks like he's got his head down and and really, you know, continued the the great start of the season. I think he's had. He's he's looked he's looked really sharp, hasn't he? Yeah, he has, Dino. And I think, to be honest with you, I think he could be one of the signings of of the season for us, couldn't he? Um, we've been crying out for that target man who can get us up the pitch who can hold the ball, who can dribble past people, who can score goals, who's dangerous. He does that for us. and Very direct. A, yeah, he? he is. And that scares defenders. He, t- yeah. he, he basically backs defenders up, doesn't he, and looks yeah, he to does. go past them. And yeah. nobody wants to be last man centre-back with, with that happening. And, and, mm. and that's what he does. And I think he caused, by doing that, he causes problems. Potential link-up with God and Dreckwood, lads? Well, they showed signs yesterday, I thought. Yeah, yeah. definitely did, yeah. Both, you know, both sort of energetic and, and pacey, mm. and I think they they will bounce off of each other really, really well. And that's why I think the Garcares and Waghorn doesn't really work because it seems to be like they're, they're the same type of player getting in the he's same type a, of positions. Whereas Godden, Godden is put, pulling off, you know, he pulls off into great positions. He's he's got that football intelligence to to move into to, to those areas of space. Whereas I don't really think Waghorn and, and Garcares have got that. But as, as Andy just suggested, I. I don't think Martin Waghorn has started that particularly well in a Sky Blue shirt, has he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, look, I mean, Robin's alluded to it yesterday that, you know, he needs to get his head down. He needs to work. Um, I'm sure he's frustrated. Look, it, he, he is a man that possesses a lot of footballing ability. And he's got a pedigree, isn't he, which we talked about at the start of the season, which boasts more than any of, of probably the players in our squad, maybe bar Bukfadzine perhaps um and you know you don't you don't become a footballer with the sort of pedigree and, and accolades that waghorn's had in the, in the past um without that i just think that he's perhaps struggling you know not every player suits a, a squad unfortunately and i think he's just struggling with how we play football i think he's probably a little bit you know at the at the wrong end of his his career i'd say um you know to put it nicely i suppose and um that's that's all being well, but we've got lots of young lads that are just they're just ghosting past him. Do you know what I mean? And and we're we're playing balls into the channels, and we've got O'Hare and Allen and Jokeres, and they're all even Sheaf. They're all pushing on him and blasting past him, and I think he's just sort of getting a bit blown away by the sheer pace of our our, our attacks, and and they are that, especially down the wings as well with Dabo and and Mateson. So. I think that's what he's perhaps struggling with. I think there'll be games for him this season, definitely. Yeah. There'll be games where we need that experience and there's games mm. where we need that that clued up, you know, sort of head, you know, on the shoulders of of, of experienced player in this at this level. But I'm not sure we, we've needed it that much so far and I and I think it's it's perhaps shown. But look, he's you know, he's got a three year deal, um and I think as fans we've really got to get behind him. I think he's shown a bit of frustration. I think that the tweet perhaps showed that that you know perhaps he's not had the best of starts and, and is personally feeling that and I think you know the crowd have put on such a superb uh, before you know sort of atmosphere for the players and we need to do that for everyone that wears a sky blue shirt and I think we, we've got to continue that and you uh, mentioned the tweet I, I think he's he's coming for some bad criticism about that I think that tweet shows he's human and he cares 
Like yeah. he really cares about it. He's a professional at the end of the day. Yeah. And, and people shouldn't be mouthing off and talking about what he earns and, well, the, and blah, you know, blah. People pay their, pay their money, Dean, and, and people can go up the pit, up the ground and they can say that, that, that that's part of being a football fan and nobody's opinions are going to be the same. And we certainly don't have the same opinions as, as some of our listeners, perhaps, but that's what makes football so interesting and probably what makes people listen to us, right, for, mm. for an hour every week. But <laughs> I, I agree. I, I agree with you that I think he, he possibly should have maybe, you know, bit his tongue on, on that. And um, that's probably added a bit of fuel, would you say, to the, to the fire? Well, most definitely. But I, like you say, there's going to be times this season where we're going to need players like Mike and Waghorn. There's not, we can't play at that pace every single week. And there's going to be games where it's going to be really bitty. I'm thinking like the games against Derby, those kind of games are going to be really gritty games where they're just going to sit and we're not, we can't play at that same pace. So games like that, I think he will come, come into his own, that's for sure. No, he's a vital piece of the uh, squad, like Dave said, but the only way to shoot your criticism was by playing better and scoring goals. Yeah. Absolutely. There was a, there was a piece do, yesterday when, um, but just before Cal hit a shot and it got mm. deflected, um, and that's what I wanted to see. And, and he got he got a, a real good cheer for that. He went in, he went steaming into that tackle. You know, yeah. he wanted it, and and that's good. That's what we want to see. And look, he, he's got bags of talent. He he can't he he doesn't have the pedigree and and like I say, the accolades of of that player without earning it. So. I'm sure we'll see it. It's just been a difficult start, hasn't it, for him? Um, but, yeah. Let's talk about someone who has built a bit of a reputation, uh, Gus Hamer. I think he, is, he seems to have got his head down and he looks back to his best days, doesn't he? Um, and he, he could have had a goal easily in this game if, if not for a brilliant save as well. Yeah, I think I think with Hamer, I think a big thing is his fans. You know, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not um, privy to what the support is like at... Uh, uh, I can't even say the name. Was it Zool or wherever he, where it was he was before? Someone correct me. P E C. Yeah, thank you. But P E. P E C is it? P C Zool. Physical education. No, but yeah, it's it is that. I think. I honestly think he looks like he's, you know, his confidence and he plays. He's a player that plays with a smile on his face, doesn't he? We've always yeah. seen that. We saw that last year, and he was. He probably didn't know what to expect, and having that crowd. You know, singing his singing his song as well, but just having that crowd and that atmosphere, I think he thrives on it, and I think he enjoys it, and he he likes playing those Hollywood balls, and he likes spraying it about, and I think I think it's the crowd and just having fans back in the, in the stadium has, has really helped his game, and and also you know he's probably more settled in England now. It takes some time, doesn't it, to to get there? It yeah. it's not difficult to move from abroad and. You know, probably move. You know, he's obviously very, very well liked among the squad and in the changing room. And perhaps he's just a lot more relaxed and not feeling so much pressure. He's he's changed that hot-headedness a little bit in terms of the. Ta- he's still, you know, great, but at, at that press. But maybe he's just learnt a little bit from his first season. But yeah, I, I agree. And I'm sure everyone does. He he is having a real superstar as needs to the season. And you mentioned their trick. Yeah, I was about to say you mentioned the song. Um, I think the Skybury Army were were relentless, weren't they? On on Tuesday night, definitely spurred the team on. Um, it's a massive cliche, isn't it, when they say you know that the fans are the twelfth man? But we've seen it every single game this season. We've spurred the team on, and it's and it's it's, it's gathering results and momentum, isn't it, Andy? Very much so, Dean. Yeah, it's just been absolutely fantastic, and no end of people. Uh, from Blackpool fans were saying how top class the Sky Blue Army was. Um, you know, if away if the home fans are saying that, then yeah, um, they just said we never shut the fuck up, which is <laughs> which is it's great to see. And you know, we've always our away support's always been absolutely second to none, hasn't it? Um, but the, the difference for me is the home support this season. Yeah, that, you know, I've been to games at the uh, CBS Rico Arena, whatever you want to call it, and. Um, it's I, like, think, uh, so, I think now it's great, isn't it? Because it is the CBS. Rico, yeah. for me, now feels a little bit of a toxic name. Well, good, because um, when you watch games there, Dave, sometimes it was so boring and so like toxic when you were there. It was just, yeah. it was an awful place to watch football. So with the new name is a new attitude, and uh, I hope it continues because we're sparing the team on. The atmosphere is great, and the roar when we score a goal these days is just second to none. It's fantastic to see. 
It does feel like a new era, doesn't it? Mm. With the, with that name as well, it feels like it's a, a totally new team, totally new squad, and and okay. we're going to kick on from from this point. Definitely. Uh, so it was a breathless affair, wasn't it? That Blackpool game, I, I you know you couldn't keep keep your your eyes uh, eyes off it, um, and we held on, held on to a brilliant one nil away win. Good to get that monkey off the back early, isn't it? A crucial away win in the bank early on in the season. Uh, let's get the thoughts on your man of the matches to start with uh, you, Andy. Big Dick. Um, I thought he was, I echo what Robin said, I thought his performance was up there with one of the best um, I've seen for a long, long time from a centre forward. You know, he had dribble, he completed five dribbles. It was an all-round performance, Dean. He, he completed yeah. five dribbles, which was the, the most from um, anyone on the pitch. He won the most aerial duels, he had the most shots and you know how I like and who scored rating. It was 8.66. <laughs> now that's, that's high. I think that's he's, he's really, actually in the really team high. of the season so far for yeah. his, on his who scored rating, which it is great to see. It was performance and um, fair play to Big Vic because, you know, he can, he's come back, like we said earlier, from disappointment this season and he's uh, getting stronger and stronger. And I noticed the... Um, not the top 20 pod I like to advertise over podcasts, but... Are they the um, one who said that we were going to finish bottom? No, no, that was the um, the the second tier podcast. Oh, the one that said, yeah. the one they said that um, kind of my hair goes missing in games. Yeah, and we're going to finish he second He does, bottom, though. He does it? go missing in games. He does. Remember that. So everyone... What, at half you know, time? Yeah, everyone <laughs> listening to this podcast, especially people that have got connections with other clubs, premiership clubs, namely, um, Callum O'Hare does <laughs> like go we've, missing. It's like we've got playing with 10 men at times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's awful. Yeah, he's awful. Terrible. <laughs> I don't know what all these stats are about. He's, he's you know, he's not great. Look away. Uh, Callum, Callum who? Yeah. Callum O'Hare. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, back to my point, the, the Not t- 20 pod, they did a segment on Sky Sports on Friday night looking at the the best young players in the league. And I, I was surprised, especially with the best young players who've started the season well. And Callum O'Hare was obviously was, was in there, but I was surprised Victor wasn't wasn't including that because he, I mean, he's what, only 22, is he? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But I think um, Cal made a bit of a name for himself last season. And it, it, you know, with that sort of thing, sometimes it does carry on, doesn't it? People will be, um, you know, thinking, well, who's going to go into the season from last year? I had a good one and, and there'll be names they were sort of looking at, if that makes sense, whereas I suppose Vic probably isn't. But yeah, definitely agree with you. He should he should be in, be in there. Was he your man of the match, Dave? Yeah, I mean, look, there was a load of candidates, wasn't there? There's, uh, you know, you look at Simon Moore that kept us in, in it or at least, you know, we didn't concede because of some key saves. Um, Hamer was was pulling the strings. Sheaf, I thought, was 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 solid enough. Um, but Jokeres was just a different animal, wasn't he? He was he was relentless in the attack, and it, he he was what I think put Blackpool on the back foot so much, especially with those balls into the channels from sort of Cow and uh, to mention Cow as well. But yeah, he he was fantastic, and I agree, man of the match for me. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Okay, let's move on to Saturday's showdown at the CBS versus uh, the Mighty Reading, as, as they like to call themselves. Um, let's look at those stats, Andy. And I would probably suggest they were probably a little one-sided, weren't they? Complete domination, Dino. Absolutely, from start to finish. Um, 57.1% possession, 430 completed passes compared to their 317. Um, 25 shots, seven on target. They only had seven and two on target. Um, And defensively, um, we won 29 tackles compared to their 15, probably all Ben Sheath. And um, 25 aerial duels won compared to their 15. So complete and utter domination in the stats and you just love to see it. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about the the lineup, Dave. Again, it always gets the old WhatsApp group going uh, going off on one, doesn't it? An hour before kickoff, which which is great, uh, great, great for some comedy at times as well. I think Ross was was kicking off in our WhatsApp group more than anybody. But back to top top, Wycombe back in the side. I think the 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 surprising things were that Rose and, and JCS wasn't involved, and and Dabo was back to back to centre half. Yeah, exactly. I stand like by what we said at Blackpool, but I understand going away from home. But at home, two up top, 
it shows it shows intent doesn't it and um shows what you want to do and that's why i think robin's set out is still that way um rose and you know clark salter a bit of a worry really we're hearing that clark salter is just a little bit of a knock rose to just not even be on the bench um i think and then to look at perhaps pask and um howley coming in was it, it i don't know bit of a worry really because it's been a bit quiet radio silence on that one i'm sure groin. i think groin. yeah it's growing again but it's it's minor very minor yeah, on very both minor. both accounts it was a more of a precautionary thing mm. from what we hear good well that that's you know that's positive news but yeah those changes then had to happen and um yeah the it was i suppose the concern as always is is de costa isn't it down there on the right other than that wasn't really anything else that i was that fussed about i'm not sure dabo particularly likes it there i'm not sure i like him there um but needs must i suppose i i, I do think pask you know probably you know i don't see why pass didn't start and de costa went out on uh, you know Dabo switched with DaCosta and, and Paskin for for Dabo. I think would have been the most sensible approach. And yeah. if if this is going to be a fit, you know, a rolling theme um, that perhaps you know defenders are, there's going to be injuries at times, then Pask has got to play himself into a position and needs minutes. Um, very odd one for me that because I think he's probably showed enough, especially last season at times, that he can he can deal with with that and. Um, I also think he probably can play the offside trap and stuff a bit more like a centre-back than than perhaps Dabo and, and especially De Costa. It was another bright start, wasn't it, from from the Sky Blues, that the game plan really get on that front foot early. Uh, and again, we were unlucky to be not to be ahead. Uh, Garcares with another two great opportunities. The first was a, a free header. I mean, looking back at the, the highlights, he, he should do better, that's for sure. But then a, a chance which... He fashioned himself out of nothing, really, which he which he hit the post. Do you do you think he probably could do better on both occasions, Dave? Or uh, I mean, he had a wall of bodies around him. He'd done really, really well to even get into the position to get a shot off, personally. Um, and then he, I think, a bit like we said earlier with O'Hare, he seemed to just be so tired and got his feet a bit mixed up. And and then he obviously had a second bite of the cherry, and it it looped over and and hit the post. I I don't know. I think you know it, it showed a nice statement of intent. I think the header, to be honest, he had to really try and generate pace power, on it because yeah. it, it and and that's what and he was quite a bit a bit of a distance out I think for me um if he was a bit closer then maybe I'd say he could have done better but I think um yeah I think he'd done enough with it um but it definitely showed showed us you know like you said really on the front foot and let's talk about the penalty um I think it was a silly challenge wasn't it from from Dabo given that the ref uh, a decision to make uh, I think as as Mark Robbins alluded to in, in the post match there was there was covering fads and and Swift was going away from goal. Um, I think a split opinion on on Twitter and the like, but what are your thoughts on that, Andy? Penalty. Penalty, yeah. Didn't think anything else, to be honest. I thought Dabo was really poor positional sense because he doesn't play at centre-back on a regular basis. He was in the wrong possession uh, position. He didn't win the ball. He just came across his man. And for me, it was a penalty. Um, some people would say, oh, he's just easing the player out of the way, but... Not for me. I thought it was a penalty. Um, and I'm with Dave on this. A very odd decision by, by, by Robbins by playing Dabo at centre-back. It you didn't work take... in that Forest game, did no, it? No, I said that, didn't we, in, in the WhatsApp chat pre, pre-game. And it just didn't work in the Forest game. And it didn't work against Reading as well. That's why he had to change it after 60 minutes. And um, I hope I see the end of that. Because like, yeah. like, I agree with Dave. I'd rather see Pass playing there. Because sure. it's natural to him. That's where his natural position is. But I think the only problem with Pask is that Robbins wants him out of the door. Yeah. That's the problem. He doesn't like him, does he? He's, he's gone on right off him. So, And you know what happens when Pete, when Robbins goes off someone. They normally leave. So, um, but yeah, I think, I hope that's the last time I see Dabo at right centre-back, please. Because the Costa's form is just erratic, to say the least, isn't it? My you, God. <laughs> you said that Robbins... Robbins wants uh, Josh Pascal out of the door, but mm. we don't really have much cover in that that defensive no, line, do we? It's, no, it's we odd why he would want to make that decision. I mm. suppose if Josh Pass plays himself into the team, it gives him even mm. even bigger headache, I suppose, doesn't it as well? But does it seem to say something that he wants to play our best right wing back at centre back instead of playing him? 
Well, no, well, it says it does say say a lot, but you look yeah. at when Dabo's back in his natural position. The, yeah. the, the, we'll talk about the goal in a little bit, but the the first thing he did in that position brought about a goal. Well, yeah, so that's why it it's, not rocket, so it's not rocket it's science. It's not rocket science, is it? it? And it's just I don't know. Maybe, maybe I think he might. I don't know. I'm not hundred percent sure on this, but he's, I think he might be looking to get another centre half in, isn't he? So. Hopefully, but to be honest, you know, I don't think you'd normally have Clark, Salter and Rose out at the same time, would you? Yeah, so it yeah. was a bit unfortunate and I probably yeah, need must. Yeah, well, Drysdale as well wasn't in the squad. Yeah, he's, he, he didn't take his chance against Northampton, did he? You know, no. he, was, he was at fault for the goal when he didn't stick his head in where it hurt. So, yeah, he didn't do himself any good. But again, you know, I, I can see him going out on loan, Dean, if I'm being honest. And you talk about another player that who, who is out alone at that his natural position is at the back is 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 Jack Burrows and you know mm. he, is is that an is that an unwise decision to 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 put him out on loan? What, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I probably agree with you there because you know the way DeCosta's playing because obviously Jack can play at centre half and right right wing back, can't he? And right back. Yeah. So yeah, bit of a strange one that. Uh, hopefully we've got a recall on him maybe. Fingers crossed, we might need to. Yeah. Um, let's 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 talk about that that second half then, because we obviously went into into the the halftime trailing. Um, we missed a couple of half chances, didn't we? I think the best one fell to to O'Hare when he when his shot was blocked, when he looked to be heading in the in the top corner. And it feels now. I mean, we mentioned earlier, but it feels like it something needs to like hit hit somebody, get a ricochet, or go off someone's ass. A bit of luck somewhere to sort of break that dock, doesn't Andy? It does, you know, it's exactly what we said against Blackpool, wasn't it, with, with Cal. Um, yeah, it just needs a little bit of composure or something, like like you said, just a slice of luck. Um, and then he'll be on his way, because I think when he gets one, he'll get a few. Because um, has he got an assist this season yet, Dean? Just he hasn't, no, no. No, so he hasn't got any goals and any assists yet. No. So, um, he has like a second assist, which okay. doesn't really count, does it, I suppose? Oh, Jesus, no. <laughs> but no, um so he'll be looking to break his duck, but I think if we if he just continues playing like he is doing because he's playing absolutely fantastic, I think both assists and goals will come. Yeah, it's kind of a natural. Once one happens, it you yeah, know, they'd be like London buses, won't they? I suppose absolutely. Uh, let's talk about some of the the changes that were made. Uh, great to see Matty Godden back in amongst the the action, uh, and Allen as well after a great performance against Blackpool. He was brought on. Dabo moves to the right, and and that paid dividends immediately, as suggested earlier. First cross from the from, the, from into the box from the from the tank. Garcares knocks it down, and a great strike, Dave, wasn't it from from Jamie Allen to to level the score? Yeah, it was. It was it was an instinctive strike, wasn't it? Really, it just fell really nicely. He made a really good contact with it, and yeah, it, as as you lads have said, I agree. He really does deserve his position and his his time on the pitch, Jamie Allen. It, you know, he found. A little bit difficult to get time on the pitch last season, doesn't it? But it seems like he's back in from the cold. And he's always a player, that, for me, that makes things happen. He's he's a player that lends himself to our style of football really, really well because he's got great feet. He's not too dissimilar from Cal, really, is he? Um, great feet, very pacey, can go round players, um, will have a shot and, and gets himself into some really good positions. I mean, he does always find himself in great positions at the back post and yep. um, following up. So, you know, positionally as well, he's he's obviously, you know, he's, he's really switched on. And, and it's great because um, when, when we first saw Jamie Allen, I think uh, MK Dons, you know, a while, long time ago, Carabao Cup, I think. And um, I just thought that's a real play. He was so tenacious in the middle of the park. And he, by that press, he made things happen that night. And I think we saw a glimpse of it um, that night. And, and from there on, you know, bar last season, I think he uh, struggled a little bit, but... Great to see him back in the mix and fantastic strike. Jokeres doing everything correct. And yeah, like you said, Godden back uh, on the pitch is is probably the one of the best news from, from yesterday's game, I think, really. I think that was really, really urgent to, to for him to come back. And, you know, I, I hope that we do see him and Jokeres together because they seem to play really, really together. Godden's not going to be fit enough to start. And I know we'll talk about that, but what an impact you know, impact yeah. player from from the bench uh, in this sort of foreseeable or at least short short term. Uh, I think it's going to be a really, really another great option for for Mark Robbins and, and Ad to to utilise off the bench. But great to see Godden back, um, fans' favourite, and yeah, um, lo- love to see it. 
we've we've mentioned Jamie Allen there. I think that's one of the pleasant surprises of the season so far, isn't it, uh, Andy? Seeing Jamie Allen force his way into the team, and mm. you know potentially he could be looking himself as one of the first names on the team sheet in the form mm. that he's in. Yeah, I thought he was unlucky to be benched. I thought he yeah. played really well at Blackpool. Um, he had a big hand in our goal, didn't he, um, at Blackpool? And um, he played really well. Um, so I, I was a bit surprised with him not not starting. Um, that's probably why I'm not a manager and Mark Robbins is. <laughs> because he was to make way for that down. two up, wasn't it? It was yeah, to make yeah. way for that yeah, two yeah, up. Maybe, but, and, but, uh, yeah, his, his, his tenaciousness is brilliant, isn't it, Dave? Like, you know, 60 minutes gone and, you know, you're tiring and you see Jamie Allen ratting around you. It's not what you need, is it, as a as an opposition player? And, yeah, he's been great. And Not when like, you're trying to, you know absolutely time waste your way to no. <laughs> <little> three points kick it into Sainsbury's for about half an hour yeah um but no to get back to a point Jamie Allen's been like you say one of the best surprises of the season he's been a breath of fresh air he didn't have the best of seasons last season but he's a good player and um, I'm really really happy that he's turned it around and and yeah, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing him have a good season this season, Dean. And I think his performance in that second half really epitomised the Sky Blues, didn't it? It was kind of relentless. He was gung-ho. You know, we, we didn't stop. We kept pressing, pressing on. And obviously the the winner in the 97th minute um, came from a, a scintillating move, I think, which is wow, wow cut out, wasn't it? Um, and then you've got Hamer playing the ball into to O'Hare, the little one-two pass from from there and Godden on the turn and the bagsman just does what he does best, Ooh. doesn't it? Cue, cue in those jubilous scenes uh, yet again, Andy. Yeah, it started off by Cy Moore with a really decent kick, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Normally, if that was Lee Burge, it would have been in the stand, you know, in the 90, 96th. Singer's corner. <laughs> it would have been singer's in the corner. Singer's corner, corner yeah. It, yeah. But no, it was a really long, decent kick forward. We got a lucky break in the centre of midfield. Then obviously it fell to Cow who drove forward and and then it's a little bit fortunate that fell to Gus, but a really a neat touch by Gus. I don't know if he wanted to touch it. I think he's touching. I, think, a bit I heavy. think it was heavy. Yeah, yeah I, think it was. I think it was a little bit heavy because I think he wanted the shot himself, but then he just saw Godden there. And this is Matty Godden for you. Um, most strikers or most people in that position would try and go across the keeper, but a person of that quality who has that ability, who has that proven goal scorer, hits it near post because yeah. the keeper always thinks it's going across them and they'll have no chance when it goes like that near post. And that's his quality. And oh my God, I'm so pleased to see him back because like you said, he's a complete and utter bagsman. He's our goal scorer. He's our main man. And yeah, when he's in this position, like a bit like Charlie Austin for QPR, yeah. They don't miss him. When you no. compare him and, and Jokrez, if you think the amount that Jokrez has had on his, his left peg, yeah. uh, especially at Blackpool, and mm-hmm. he didn't show a lot of composure, did he? Um, no. and for, that's the composure is the main word there. That's, yeah. that's what you need in, in them positions. Yeah, exactly. And Godden, we've seen it time and time again. You know, I think it, it's it's just... It was a, almost a copy of the Sunderland, the Ipswich when he's rolled. You know, it, we've seen it so many times, haven't we, where he's just so composed and so comfortable in that situation. And, you know, on his wrong foot as well, I think, you know, it's just it's just such a strike. Um, and, yeah, it's great, isn't it? It is, it is superb to have him back because he is a, a huge, huge asset. A couple of people criticised the keeper's positioning, but I think that takes it away from from Godden's actual finish. Yeah. I think Godden does all Everyone's, the work there. Everyone is like, everyone is, I can't think of the word, is like, you know, what's the word? Like slashing at that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. everyone across the keeper. 97th minute, people are just like, you know, absolutely smacking that as hard as they can and hoping for the yeah. best, almost closing their eyes. Not Matty Godden, you know, cool, calm, composed and absolute slotsville um, not sure about the celebration though the lawnmower what's that about well like he said he, he did about four didn't he it started off with the plane um <laughs> knee slide you know, nearly ran out of grass slide. <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know look i'll be more than happy for for him to be doing the lawnmower if he's doing that every week that's that's for sure um so the more celebrations the better because um 
great to have him back and great to see him celebrating again. And you could see what it meant to him, couldn't you? You yeah. could see what it meant to him. It's been a really, really tough time for, for Matty Godden. Um, you know, being off the being away from the team, being off the pitch, being with the under 23s, you know, it's um it goes to show the the attitude that he's got and the and the mental strength to get over that injury and you know, like he said, he didn't leave it long enough, did he, before last season. He wanted to help the lads out and he wanted to roll up his sleeves and muck in to make sure that we did survive the the relegation drop, um, which, you know, he wanted to contribute to and, and that's what brought him back early, I think. Um and you know, it's just that that rest and that time away has, has paid dividends. And he's obviously got himself really, really fit in the gym. You can see, you know, he, he looked really sharp. And yeah, it's great. It's superb. Um, super Matty Gordon. I, I'll i be honest, I had reservations whether he could come back from that injury. I actually thought his career might have been, yeah. might have been done for. Well, he broke down, didn't he? One or like twice. So you think sometimes at that, you worry that it's going to be one of those where it's like... Um, it sounds awful to say that, but you know, like you know, a sort of a dog. You know, do you do you, you keep taking it and taking yeah. it to the vets, and when do, when do you call it a day? Um, it's a really yeah, bad analogy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> this has just got dark very quickly. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? You know, players. Have, we've seen plenty of players in that position where they they have to cool time but I know sorry it's awful dog biscuits coming now for the next game yeah yeah but maybe I'm in hunt for sponsor I don't know but it's um I've, we've seen it with players time and time again haven't we where they just they just keep breaking down sadly and and you can see that they're never actually going to be able to get over it so although we I know it's not a bad one it's not the worst is it, it wasn't a terrible it just needed time um yeah but he's he's had the time that he needs and, and we're there and apologies for anyone out there listening that we've that might have just had their dog put down With recently. Oh yeah, God, sure. you've just brought up so many bad memories now for a lot of a lot of listeners. <laughs> really sorry about that, everybody who's listening. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll make sure Dave doesn't uh, doesn't put Matty Godden down again. Uh, yeah, but, I'll think of some better metaphors. I think. First. Yeah, yeah. Do a little Google search next time. Um, fingers crossed for Matty Godden because we're going to need him. Um, going ahead uh, into this season. Uh, let's let's talk about the the man of the matches. Um I think this one's pretty much sewn up for his performance, but let's let's start with you, Andy. I'm going different. I'm going Jamie Allen. Um, wow. Yeah. Not because wow. yeah. No, wow. because I know the stats <laughs> go against me what I'm saying, but I just think his just tenacity and the way he came on and the, the the energy he gave the team was just so vital for the win. And obviously his brilliant technique for the finish was just outrageous. It was a great goal. Um, so, yeah, for me, Jamie Allen, because I think just his energy levels just helped us perk up a little bit and, and got us the uh, win. OK, Dave, here's, here's your time for to not let me down and... To get back in the good box on the podcast, yeah, your well, his, his performance was was arguably better than your impression of Owen Wilson just a minute ago. <laughs> which is no relation to Ben, um, but yeah, Sheaf, isn't it? For me, um, he was incredible and he made things happen. He he was the only real anchor defensively we had in the centre of the park, and which we really really won. We we did so well in in that middle of the park, and I thought Sheaf showed a really a lot of maturity actually to be able mm-hmm. to go back to right centre back um, and play there. And I think he looked uh, you know very very good um, in that position. And I think we spoke before, didn't we? How when he's coming onto the ball. Um, he's often better than when he's perhaps chasing the game and when the game is happening in front of him. And I think that showed. And there was a run, wasn't there, which was just like, it was it was outrageous. He makes someone and he just kept carrying the ball and carrying the ball. It was it was absolutely incredible. But, um, but it was Beresi-esque, wasn't it? It was, it was, it was fantastic. Chifinho. Um, Chifinho. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that Brazilian magic from, from Hamer is obviously rubbing off and maybe you know Sheaf is is a man without a song so maybe he's hoping for for a, a song relating to his you know similar to his Brazilian colleague but um he was I thought he was I thought he was incredible um, yeah and I thought he showed a lot of maturity and you know we're going to need that because Kelly you know regardless of when he comes back he's not going to be able to play every single game you wouldn't have thought um and 
I think Sheaf has got to be one of the first names on the sheet at the moment. And it's a shame to still Sheaf, see... Sheaf on the sheet. Yeah, it's a shame to still see people <laughs> slating him. I think those numbers are dwindling now. Um, you know, Instead, what about Let's see what happens after okay, that. What about I could have my Liam Kelly pyjamas on in my Ben Sheaf sheets? <laughs> <laughs> on your own there <laughs> completely on your own I'm on my own anyway because I'm the only one with Liam Kelly pyjamas <laughs> yeah exactly but no look I think it can't be it can't be easy I don't think to be to be knowing that you're perhaps the you know you are getting it a little bit from from the fans um, do you think he realises that I don't know I think I think so I, I think well I don't know I, I'm sure you know people I'm sure they look at Twitter and I'm sure they look at stuff. I'm, I'm sure they do. I'm, a lot of people, a lot of fans, uh, players, sorry, we hear try not to interact too much with, with fans on Twitter for that very reason. Um, look, I'm not sure, but I think that he's, um, he's definitely silencing a lot of the doubters. And, and with age, he's going to be a really good player. I mean, he's been he's tackling. Sometimes they're a little bit late, but they've been on the money of recently he's linking up plays playing those one twos that Maisie run he did I think you know he's a he's a really really going to be a key asset for us and as he gets you know he's definitely worth already I'd say a, a decent amount more than perhaps um what we we've, we've purchased him for you know which is the model that we're following and that's the importance isn't it but yeah I thought it was a fantastic performance and it doesn't surprise me that um he was given you know the official man of the match one other quick thing I want to bring up before we, we head on to QPR is uh, the disciplinary record. I've noticed that four games in and we're already sitting on 15 yellow cards. Yeah. Um, O'Hare and Matson already on, on three themselves. Is is that a concern for you both? Hamer as well, isn't he? Is he on three? No. No, I think he's on two. Yeah. Um, a little bit concerning. Um I didn't really know that until you've told me. So, well, um, why do you think it has happened though? What, like, we're not a dirty team, are we? We've never, you know, I know we we're we're tenacious, and and that will always lead to fouls, but we're not dirty. No, perhaps just being a bit, a little bit unlucky at the start of the season, doing. But I, you know what I mean. I, I haven't got too much of a concern of that because it shows we're combative. Yeah, and I like that. Yeah, I yeah. think some of them like Mason's was Blackpool, wasn't it? That was like. Uh, what you'd call a cynical um, I was watching the game early when they right? said people were calling for them to be a red card said, no, 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 no one is no one's calling for a, someone to foul someone on the halfway line being a red card just get your head out your backside but um, yeah I, it's one of them isn't it I think we, it shows like like Andy said is that we're probably being a bit more streetwise than mm. perhaps uh, we were before and I think that Fans are screaming, aren't they? I was about to say, are the down. fans having having an effect on the referee's decision making as well? Maybe. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, good point, Tim. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Okay, so there's a nice little break now for the Sky Blues before we head down to London for the day and a trip to Loftus Road and QPR. Quite a lot of people looking at QPR as kind of dark horses this season. Uh, they've started the season quite well, still undefeated, two wins, two draws and including their late equaliser versus Barnsley on Saturday from Charlie Austin. Uh, Andy, this is probably the toughest test of the season so far, I, w- I would say. It is, Dean. It's a good test. It's an exciting test, isn't it? I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, you know, they've got quality. Um, I think me and you both picked them, didn't we, to go up this season Yeah. Um, in the pre-season uh, pod. Um, they've looked very good pre-season. You know, they got good results against Manchester United. They drew with Leicester pre-season as well. And then the front three of Chair, Willock and Austin is is probably maybe above the level, isn't it? Maybe. Um, yeah. Fantastic three. Um, but they have their weaknesses as well. They're very deceptible at the back. And, um, you know, if we can stay in, in the game, there's certainly joy for us, especially at the back, around the back. So it's an exciting game, this one. I'm really looking forward to it. And, you know, drawing 2-2 at home at Barnsley is not particularly great, is it? As we showed when we played Barnsley, they were not the best of teams. We played Barnsley off the park. So, um, yeah, interesting game. We've just got to be careful of Chair, especially, because he, he is fantastic, isn't he? His goal yesterday was just very, very naughty, wasn't it, Dean? Yeah. Um, fantastic ability, dribbling ability. He has... Yeah, that kind of 
Yeah, he has Going that kind of maverick. Once, wonder. Yeah, one yeah. season wonder. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, he, but he, he has that kind of maverick um, <laughs> quality in him. So, And always, if you give Austin a chance, he scores a bit like Matty Godden. So, no, interesting game. Always a difficult place to play, isn't it, Loftus Road? The fans are, are right on top of you. It's really close. But, yeah, good occasion, this one. I'm looking forward to it. And I, hopefully we can come away with three points. I know we mentioned chair already. Uh, Willock started the season really brightly as well, hasn't he, Dave? Um, they've got this wealth of, of talent um, and obviously Dickie at the back as well. I'm, I, I think Dickie might actually um, leave the club this week. I think they're probably going to get some, some, some bids for him. Yeah, there's a couple of premiership clubs lurking. So if he goes, that would, that would be a, a godsend for us. But we're going to have to be wary and be on our toes, Dave, just because of the attacking threat they pose. Yeah, Chair's goal this this week, like Andy said, was was outrageous, really. Um, and if we line up positionally with the same men on the pitch as we did this, then I would, you know, I, <laughs> I would be watching a lot of the the, the game behind the, my hands. I think because uh, it would be one of those, you know, behind the sofa job because it could be embarrassing. I think, sadly, um, because you've probably got two players that are at both ends of the of the um, spectrum, I guess, on that sort of, you know, one is probably arguably one of the best players in the league and, and the other one just hasn't quite got, got going yet. Um, so hopefully we don't line up that way. And I think if, if we if we line up with Dabo, he'll be more, you know, pace-wise, Dabo is strong as well. Um, mm. Pacey and strong, positionally aware, I think I think Dabo will, will really give him a tough, tough game um, there. Um, like you mentioned, Willock, um, I think, you know, Charlie Austin as well. He he is someone that's going to be really really dangerous. Um, got to be wary with, with with them. But like Andy, I agree with him. Round the back, I, I fought against Barnsley. Barnsley moved the ball really well. They do play really nice football, um, and we didn't really let them do that. But they did this weekend um, against QPR, and they got in behind a lot. And when we look at how we've played against um, Blackpool, especially getting those flanks up and getting Jokeres in behind, I think we'll give them a, a bit of, um, you know, trouble defensively. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Do you think it's an opportunity to to try and overrun that midfield again and, and play with that play that box with the likes of Allen and, and O'Hare buzzing around Garkers? Yeah. I do. I, I think it will suit better than two up top um, mm. with perhaps Waghorn, who, who who may be looking to slow it down a little bit. And I'm not sure that's what we'd need um, in this fixture. So, yeah, definitely. I think it, with that sort of um, midfield box and Hamer being able to thread balls through to Jokeres and, and the flanks, I think will, would work really, really well. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that would be a nice way to line up. Andy mentioned Loftus Road. It looks, you know, we, we all know about the ground. It's compact, it's tight, um, fans on, on top of, of the players, basically. But we're going to be backed by potentially a 2,800-strong Skybo army. And, and they're the 12th man, aren't they? We, we have to be in confident mood. And, you know, fair play to everybody paying, you know, £33 for a ticket because that is just outrageous for me. Yeah, completely, isn't it? I think, yeah, it's completely London prices, isn't it, Dean? We're in London uh, now. I was yeah. going to say, I was waiting for that to come out. London! Yeah, yeah, yeah. How dare you go and watch Coventry if you live in London? How dare you? <laughs> you yeah. Do you travel each week? Do you travel? No. I get there by TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just uh, ridiculous prices. But yeah, there'll be a good away following for us, Dino, and as there always is when Sky Blues play away from home. And yeah, they'll cheer us on like they did against... Uh, um, Blackpool when they're away and if we get a good result I just can't wait to see the scenes after the game because it's special isn't it yeah it's a real opportunity for the Sky Blues especially with the former in and and how confident we are as a team uh, let's get some predictions then uh, Andy let's start with you what's what's your thoughts on this one I think it's going to be quite high score I think it's going to be a 2-2 draw oh love that uh, Dave yeah, predictions are I'm definitely not going to make the nonsensical 11 a.m. start at Baker Street that some of the lads have talked about. That's uh, for sure. But uh, on the pitch wise, um, yeah, I, it's going to be a tight game. I can see us. I can see them pipping us 2-1 if if I was so, oh. if I was to be honest. But um, that's so negative. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a draw. Maybe um, we should put you down with those kind of <laughs> yeah. predictions. 
<laughs> whimpering away. Um, but yeah, okay, I'll go with one all. But I do, I do think they might just have a little bit much for us, and and being at home gives them the upper upper advantage. So it's a two two and a one one. Um, conscious of the of the tweet league, um, which one are we going to go for? Do I get the casting vote? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's I, let's go with a two two. Um, we need we need to we we'll go for a Desmond. The it's problem be a real is test though, isn't it? Yeah, a massive. It's, it's, it's going to be a really test, good but an to opportunity see where we as are. well. Mm. Yeah. I think that's great because I think a lot of people came away from the ground on Saturday saying, "Is everyone else just not that good, or are we just bloody brilliant?" And I and but I think we've played teams that perhaps aren't going to be around the top um, of division come you know come May. So you can only think, play who's in front of you, right? Oh, exactly, exactly. And and the performance that we've put in against those teams we've had to play has been you know incredible, nothing short. So I, I agree, but I do think this will be away from home against, like you said, team touted for for perhaps dark horses. I think will be a really really good test, and it will be a good you know an early measure of of where we are now. I think. But do you feel like the pressure's off us because like yeah, we've got these wins in the bank? You know, 100%. QPR are expected to, you know, challenge the playoffs. We're not. So we can go there and be confident and just play our own game. And I think there's just no pressure on us to get a result here. I think anything we get is a bonus. And I think that could pay in our favour, in my opinion. Yeah, no, 100% agree. Mm. Um, it would just be nice to see where we are, won't it? Yeah, it's, it's a good marker for us, isn't it, Dave? Definitely. Talking about where we are, uh, we're 114th in the, in the Tweet League. As a as Skybiz extra, <laughs> only four points. It's been a poor start to the season. Uh, I think we need to try to turn the tide a little bit. Um, have you noticed who's who's joined top of the league? I have, Dean. Yeah, Stato. Sta- Stato. Uh, yeah, that would be me. Three three correct results. Uh, and so you can do ours now from now on. Well, hopefully I can you know bring a bit of a Midas touch with the with the two two selection, and hopefully that will uh, put us in good stead as we head towards. Uh, the international break. I'm, I'm not sure they're giving out awards as we head out to the international break, but at least we can move up the table a little bit. It'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, so let's try to turn, turn, turn the tide a little bit. Um, lads, conscious of the time, um, I think that, that that pretty much sums up the week pretty well. Uh, thanks for your input, as always. Um, a big thank you to our sponsor as well, Shortland Horn, for their continued support. And obviously, don't forget to get your predictions in for the Tweet League this week. We'll be back next week with another episode looking back at that game against QPR. And in the meantime, if you want to get involved in the conversation, check out our social channels and use the hashtag Skyblues Extra. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra podcast. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.